And I'll begin with a short prayer, um, something that Father Mark shared with me this past week. Uh, it comes from a poem turned hymn written by George Herbert. So let's pray. Come my way, my truth, my life, such a way as gives us breath, such a truth as ends all strife, such a life as killeth death. Come my way, my truth, my life. Amen. Ways. Uh, we all live according to ways. So ways to joy, happiness, health, success, ways to realize our dreams, fulfill our desires, become another better, smarter, more attractive version of ourselves. Uh, and it isn't all vanity. There are ways to be a better friend, a better... Um, Mother, a better father, a better son, or a better daughter, husband, wife, ways to fit in, ways to be in on the inside, uh, ways to be liked, loved, wanted, ways to peace, contentment, wholeness, levity, ways to not only uh, be, but to actually feel within ourselves kindness and compassion and to have empathy and love for our neighbor, uh, ways out of addiction, and unfortunately, ways into addiction, uh, ways to overcome the pain of our lives and to heal from trauma, to beat the cancer, to open the arteries, to get the promotion, to receive the recognition, to belong, ways to endure and face death. We all live according to ways. From the time our eyes open in the morning until our brains tire out each evening, our lives, our attention, our hands, our feet, our money, our energy, our, our movement are directed in ways, roads, paths. And the question is, are they the right ways? We expend so much of ourselves and our resources trying to answer that question. I'm not so narrow as to suggest that that's always a bad thing, as if, as, as if there's no room for the means by which we work through those ways, right? So we read books, and we listen to podcasts, and we uh, seek out counselors or motivational speakers or therapists. These are important things and not necessarily wrong in and of themselves. Like I said, they are the means by which we go about those ways. But the question remains, are they the right ways? And if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, a Christian, the question is, are you following in the Jesus way? So this morning, we come to the sixth I am statement made by Jesus in John's gospel. Previously in, in uh, John's gospel, Jesus said, I am the bread of life, chapter six. I am the light of the world, chapters eight and nine. I am the door, chapter 10. Also in chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. Uh, chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. And today, I am the way and the truth and the life. So we'll have the seventh and final uh, say, I am saying next week. But this morning, we have this, this massive one. It's a trifecta. I am, Jesus said, the way and the truth and the life. And as Jesus sat in the upper room with his disciples and he spoke those words to them, I, I wonder what memories they triggered. Maybe it was John the Baptist, right? So they thought about John the Baptist just a few years ago, uh, preaching out in the wilderness and shouting those words of Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, right? Make his path straight. 
Or maybe they thought about that time on the mount when Jesus stood before that massive crowd of people and so boldly said to them, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is narrow and the way, the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Maybe they thought of that word truth, and that word truth just kind of sparked a memory for them. And they thought about that evening that Jesus met uh, with Nicodemus, and, and that he said that beautiful but mysterious phrase, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And in the same breath, he said that whoever does what is true comes to the light. Maybe they didn't have to go too far back in their memory, and, and it wasn't that all long, it wasn't at all that long ago that Jesus was talking all of those strange things about eternity, and he said it was it's the spirit who gives life, that the flesh is no help at all, that the words that I have spoken to you, Jesus said, are spirit and life. Maybe that's what they thought about it. And trying to put myself in their shoes, I think that they maybe they thought about what Jesus said just before he did that unimaginable thing, and he brought Lazarus back to life. And those words that he spoke were seared into their minds. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. I am the way and the truth and the life. So whatever memory of Jesus teaching those words conjured up, I imagine when he said them, that there was a punctuation to them. There was a, a kind of a finality, a sense that by declaring himself the way and the truth and the life, that Jesus was wrapping up everything that he had said and everything that he had done and everything he was doing and everything that he was to do. And he was wrapping it all up into himself. And he was saying to them and to the us, here I am. Here I am. There are, are many ways that seem right. Take mine, Right? There are many who lay claim to truth. Trust mine. There is one life that is eternal. Share in mine. I am the way and the truth and the life. Thomas Akempis studied these words. He was a, a monk in the 15th century, and he studied these words, and he, he said, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. What are your ways? When was the last time you considered your ways? The last time that you thought about the paths that your eyes and ears and words and your heart and your time and attention and money are taking you? What has perhaps become truth in your heart and mind over and above the truth of Jesus? In your, in your ways, in the paths that you take, are you keeping eternity in mind? And I don't mean eternity just in terms of time. I mean eternal life, this life that is, is new and flourishing and larger than all that is seen and known on this earth. And I know that what I'm saying is hard because we're bombarded every single day, often relentlessly by temptation and distraction and burdens and busyness and just life, right? And I would guess that for the majority of us in here, no matter our, our generation, no matter where we fall generationally, to simply be alive 
today, right now, in this time where we are, is a near constant experience of being pulled in multiple directions. There are no shortage of ways for us to follow, and follow them we do. Yes, what I'm saying is hard. But friends, if we are not intentional in how we strive for the way of Jesus, we will follow everyone and everything else but him. Solomon, a a great king with God-given wisdom, said there is a way that seems right to a person, but its end is the way to death. And I'm not not trying to scare you or fire and brimstone kind of way, but I am saying that there is a certain clarity to the gospel here that Jesus alone is the way. Jesus alone is the truth and the life. We cannot follow others and share in his life. And I would challenge all of us here, how distracted are we by the ways that seem right and the means by which we travel them? How distracted are you? In other words, into whose image are you really being formed? And what are we allowing to form us? It's a sobering question. We tend to think of our actions, you know, these things that we do and as isolated, as independent, these standalone things. But the truth is, is that everything that we do, every thought that we dwell on, every word we speak loud, every thing that we do in secret, those little habits that we pick up, all of it is ushering us down a path. And so I'll ask you again, is it the right path? Is it the right way? Is it the Jesus way? In our gospel reading today, um, Jesus makes this declaration about being the way and the truth and the life. And then we have this little side conversation with Philip. Philip, one of the disciples who didn't quite get that all along that Jesus was um, with them, that he had been giving them the tangible image of God the Father, that actually in knowing Jesus, they had come to know the Father. And then Jesus says this, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, Whoever believes in me will also do the work that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. So Jesus doubles down here. So he puts the focus on this remarkable and yet really it's a confusing reality that he and the Father are one. In fact, Jesus says the word Father 12 times in the span of 13 verses. He wants Philip to get and the disciples to get and understand that he and the Father can't be separated. Their words are one, their actions are one, their desires are one. And so then he says, y'all stay with me, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And that word believes is so much more than a cognitive act. It's so much more than an act of the mind. It's an act of the will. It's a decision. It's an act of the heart. This belief that Jesus is talking about here is a decision that takes place within the whole self. The whole body responds. It's entrusting yourself to the way, the way that he has shown us and invited us into. And it is in entrusting ourselves, our lives to his way, that there that we find ourselves doing his work. Whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. Now, Jesus tells Philip that because he, Jesus, is going to the Father, that Philip and the disciples' work will be even greater than the work that Jesus has done. How? Does that confuse you all? 
How is that possible? Well, I need to admit up front that I don't fully know. I don't fully understand it. But somehow, as we follow the way of Jesus, we are enjoined in the triune community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And by his own admission, Jesus said that the works that we do in that community are even greater than his own. Our belief, this, this whole heart, whole body, whole mind following of the way kind of belief is empowered by the Father, it's exemplified by the Son, and it's enlivened by the Spirit. So should you choose to follow the way of Jesus, make no mistake, you will find difficulties and troubles and hardships and maybe even persecutions, but you will never, ever be alone. When you travel the way of Jesus, you travel with company. So this isn't a question. I say all of that to say this isn't a question that you have to answer alone. It isn't up to us alone to figure out the right way and then to go that way. There is abundant help available to us to not only follow the way, but to do beautiful new things in his name. And the, the, the urge I had in in preparing this message was to really, in looking at Jesus saying, I am the way and the truth and the life, was to go back through the life of Jesus and to talk about all of the ways that we mess it up, right? All of the ways that we are woefully misaligned with his way and, I, and just to have everyone feeling warm and fuzzy inside. But I, I resisted that urge mostly and all I simply want to request of us this morning is that we would consider his way and consider what we know of Jesus and to really and truly ask the question, is, is Jesus my way? And I can't stress to you how important it is. I can't stress to you enough of how important it is to read and study and meditate on the gospels to see Jesus clearly, to know his way. There are many who talk about the way of Jesus, and yet the ways they refer to look nothing like his. Be careful. Be cautious. Examine your ways, but you must couple that with examining his. In his book uh, titled The Jesus Way, the great book, um, Eugene Peterson says this. He says, the way of Jesus cannot be imposed or mapped. It requires an active participation in following Jesus as he leads us through sometimes strange and unfamiliar territory in circumstances that become clear only in the hesitations and questionings, in the pauses and reflections where we engage in prayerful conversation with one another and with him. My final word to you is this. You cannot know him as the way and the truth and the life apart from the community of faith. It requires prayerful conversation with one another and with him. So what better place to begin that work than here, than here, as we pray our belief and as we believe our prayer. So come my way, my truth, my life. Such a way as gives us breath, 
such a truth as ends all strife, such a life as killeth death. Come my way, my truth, my life. Amen.